You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. The third round is in full swing and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders. To give you some skin in the game, DraftKings will be offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball playoffs, offering players a free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes. That's up to $10,000 in total prizes up for grab each day. The best part? It's free-to-play. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings pool page to get your free shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And good day, San Jose and all of Sharks territory. Welcome to the Stick Hungry Podcast, your home of the San Jose Sharks on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Nick Floor. Joining me, as always, Dylan Kayser, Isha Jerome, cosplaying as producer Pigeon. How you guys doing? Fantastic. Fantastic. Nick, you, you look like you're struggling a bit. We were talking, you know, before the podcast and uh, you're sweating your balls off there in California, eh? I am moister than an oyster. Wow, that now that is some production dropping in the Nelly. Uh, it's getting hot in here. That is that is perfect. I love that is a it. Throwback to my childhood, if I've ever seen it. It's getting a little hot in the pigeonhole studio too, here, boys. Yeah, it, it is getting a little, yeah. A nine-year-old summer Nick floor dancing to Nelly, telling everyone to take their clothes off. Nick, how how tall were you at nine years old? I feel like you still I, had height over me. No, I actually I hit my growth spurt when I was a sophomore in high school. It just kind of happened. I was actually an average sized human being, and then uh, my genes were like, "All right, bro, we're gonna send you to the moon." So. <laughs> See, like yeah. I had like three inches in grade eight, and I was like, "Oh yeah, here we go, hitting that six, you know, six foot some." Because most of my family, my dad's side, are tall motherfuckers. I took after my beautiful mother at five five. Sad trombone noise. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you know, producer just lost a job because he missed the sand tr- sad trombone thing. <laughs> it's not a... Alrighty. Uh, Dylan, we got something... Oh. There it is. There it is. Uh, getting back to what is uh, regularly scheduled programming, we got a real banger lined up for everyone today. We have a most loved and most hated shark. We are going to be doing a player review on this year. Dylan, why don't you tell the folks what we have in store for them? All right, folks. Uh, like we said, this is going to be a doozy. We're going to be looking at the season, the 2020-2021 season of the Apple Muncher, Eric Carlson. Um I have in my notes in here that the best thing that Eric Carlson did all season was eat that apple. You know, for eleven and a half million dollars, the best thing this guy did was bite a fucking Honeycrisp apple. 
and then he threw it and then caught it back. He yeah. caught it back. So, I mean, it was impressive. Not going to lie. Right. It, was a, it was a great uh, press conference or whatever it was. Was, but, was it confirmed Honeycrisp or Ambrosia? I, I don't know. That's the real question. Um, some, some, I, I've heard some people on Reddit are looking in. Some are saying it's a hybrid. So I, I don't want to get too. Reddit would know. <laughs> I don't want to get too deep into the apple uh, flavors here. But anyways, um, the that w- controversy. Apple controversy, but uh, Eric Carlson did not have a great season this year, especially if you look at his offensive production, 22 points in 52 games for an 82 game pace of 35 points. Now that garbage, <laughs> absolute garbage. And I mean, for Eric Carlson, you expect like kind of an off season, at least he's going to put up, you know, 40 something points, but at 30 points, and I mean, he's not bringing enough in the other sides of the game that it's that that's just unacceptable. And especially at the money we're giving him just a bad year from Eric Carlson. Dylan, I think you nailed it there because you said, you know, the other things that he doesn't bring were if I'm looking at very much his um, his simple possession metrics. Yep. And other than this year, Eric Carlson's not bad. His course, he's always above 50 percent. His Fenwick's always above 50 percent. Sure, there may be other areas in advanced sets where he's lacking in his own zone. But for the most part, he's a serviceable defenseman who brings an unbelievable offensive touch this year. Under 50% Corsi, under 50% Fenwick. I'm looking at his other numbers. It was just all bad and reflecting his production as well. Yeah, and you know that's that's really all we want from Eric Carlson is the offensive side of his game. Like we don't care about the defensive side. We, but I think they come we, hand in hand, and that's what nobody saw this year. Well, I mean, it normally comes hand in hand because normally Eric Carlson's so good in the offensive zone that you're not even really playing much defense when Eric Carlson's on the ice. But I mean, I think at this point, San Jose Sharks fans are willing to overlook his. Uh, you know, defensive deficiencies because we see it in other players and we just want to see him moving that puck up the ice. We want to see him running this power play. We want to see him putting up those points and he just didn't do it this year. And like we've, we've mentioned this with a lot of Sharks players this year, Nick, we talked positively about Eric Carlson for probably three, four weeks this year. And otherwise it was eh, not much. It was pretty, it was a pretty mess season from Eric Carlson. Yeah. I've, I've talked about it a little bit in, in depth with multiple different people on here on Twitter talking with Shang about it. And I, I go back to our season, like predictions, previews, stuff like that. When we were with Shang, we were like, Hey, shoot us a bold prediction. Uh, English is fucking hard. By the way, we've been doing a lot of podcasting today, folks. Yeah. <laughs> shoot us a bold prediction. I tell us, I tell him, he says, I don't do bold predictions, Nick. I do what I want. From a player, and I'm like, okay. okay. And then, then he shotgun a beer want. right in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'm gonna ask him to do that for me one day. No, <laughs> he looked for. He asked for a month, a month of what Eric Carlson used to be, and we got that. I mean, yeah. it, it kind of shows in his like quarterly breakdown. We got a, a good month, good month of Eric Carlson, and. I've given him the longest leash, mainly because we've given him the longest bank account. But, in, you know, just in, in hopes of him coming back to not even like Norris, Eric Carlson. It's like but 80% I'm talking, of his form. You know, that's all we're asking for. Yeah. I literally just want to see what he, you know, like you said, 80%. That's just what we're looking for at this rate. And it seems like every year it's a 50% job. It's it's a coin flip on what you're going to get. And half the time he's great, half the time he's bad. Um, and I don't even want to say great, just like sub- okay. But um, kind of getting around to my point, 
He this is his first off season for the Sharks. This coming off season is going to be the first off season where he's going to be fully healthy going into it. Ever. He's never had a fully healthy non-surgically repaired off season for the Sharks until now. I give him the pass on last season because once he got healthy because that first couple months against compressed season first couple months he's coming off of the groin surgery so it's no joke you don't want to re-injure that it's soft tissue you don't want to fuck with that stuff so for carlson i don't i don't want to say i don't blame him but i understand like being hesitant to go all out but there were multiple games towards the back half of the year where yeah it doesn't show up on the point total but towards the back half of the year you're like oh my god he just made a defender i believe uh, it was one one time against phil kessel the last couple games of the yes it was Arizona. phil kessel yeah oh my god he turned phil kessel into a, a fucking turnstile like, <laughs> but that's what <laughs> he, he turned for. kessel for he, kessel's eating hamburgers now he ain't even on the hot dogs yeah <laughs> God damn it. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what you expect to see from Eric Carlson 75 to 80% of the time now. Um, I think going into next season, we're going to get more and more of that. He's going to slowly build up to what essentially he's being paid $11.5 million for. But if we're looking back at this entire season, you definitely, you're left wanting more after every game. And that's probably the bad, the worst part about it. It's like, you're not getting enough sustenance from his gameplay. Brent Burns was the Sharks' best defenseman this year. Not defensive defenseman, not offensive defenseman, but, but just best defenseman. He put up the most points. He was very well in his own end defensively, and it shows. Um, he was worth close closest to his contract of $8 million a year, in my opinion. And we'll I agree. We'll get to that we do our Brent Burns review. Eric Carlson, worth about half. Five and a half or six million dollar defenseman is what we got out of him this year, and uh, as much of a Carlson, you know, fiend or fucking whatever you want to call me, truther, I I was left disappointed at the end of the year, left wanting more, but okay with the fact that he wasn't injured. Well, you mentioned like the value. Like right now, let's look at him like he's a five million dollar defenseman. Are we ever going to get him back to the point where he's an eleven point five million dollar defenseman? Are we ever going to get back to the point where he's an eight million dollar defenseman? Maybe, maybe we get him to seven or eight million dollar guy. But the problem is, we have six years left on this contract. This isn't two, three years. This is six years left at eleven point five and eleven point five. That's game changing. That's game changing for an organization for for better or for worse. That's and, more than Connor McDavid. Yeah, and, and you know some might say Connor McGregor too, uh, <laughs> but it, it's Fuck. just it's so tough. And you know I I know we wanted to bring this up uh, on another player review we did, but I just want to mention this. I think if you go back a few years, I think if that money was spent on John Tavares coming in here rather than Eric Carlson, I think this organization is in a completely yeah. different spot. And you can't yep. blame the San Jose Sharks for not locking up. Don't blame he, them at the all. The Sharks were in the final three of, I believe it was they Dallas. Yeah, it was Dallas, Toronto. the Sharks, and Toronto. Yeah. I think Vegas was somewhere in there too, but they I were like so. number four or five. And This team would have been totally different, guys, because they would have the center that this team still needs. They wouldn't have everything that came with Carlson. And even if Tavares... <laughs> got injured which the poor guy just seems to get injured all the time at least you could live with that in that like your top center is coming back and even if he's a fraction of what he was he's still a top center that's probably let's be honest better than logan couture well i think he is better than logan Couture, and even you, even banged up coming back you look at the depth mm-hmm. of this organization too you bring in a john Tavares that opens up potentially a logan couture potentially uh, a thomas hurdle to move them for you know a good young solid top four defenseman 
those options would have been there if John Tavares had signed with the Sharks. Again, I'm not like I'm not blaming anybody. We tried, we tried our best. It didn't happen. We brought in another great player, sure, but I just think if uh, Tavares was on the San Jose Sharks, different situation. Because the position would have been perfect for what they needed. They got a great consolation prize, and Carlson has been, up until this season, pretty damn good for the San Jose Sharks. But, yeah, I think everyone can understand what yeah. we're putting down here. And I think what we're alluding to is, like, the just cost-benefit analysis, right? So the Sharks were... I think they actually outbid Toronto. I don't know what Tavares' contract is at right now. Um, I I'll, I'll bring it up one sec. This entire time. I don't know what the fuck I was doing. Um, but if you just look at the the two contracts and just contrast those a lot of people will blame the eric carlson signing for joe pavelski leaving that position was long fulfilled prior to and that's what we saw in the tavares sweepstakes essentially if you look now where the sharks would be if they had tavares under contract you're looking at 3c hurdle with last year's first round pick intact that we had to give our, our third overall pick. Yes, yep. it more than likely would not have been third overall had we had Tavares as 1C, but you're just talking about a cup-contending team through and through for multiple years, given how they can restructure, move money around, this and that. No one was expecting the flat cap to be a thing, obviously, moving forward. And I think the final offer from the Sharks was like $13 million a year to, for John Tavares, which is a million and a half more than Eric Carlson is making right now, but you're replacing your 1C, you're getting a bona fide top center that's going to put up points, and at the end of the day, it wasn't the Sharks' fault that they didn't get Tavares. Tavares had to choose, and he chose hometown, you know, good old pajama boy. So Yeah. Well, and, and, like, $11 million is the cap hit. It was a seven-year deal, and in the textbook Toronto fashion, um, signing bonus was over was this year $11 million, 14 in the second season and 15 in the first. And then even in his last year, the signing bonus is 7 mil. So the base salary is like just, it's stupidly low, right? And I don't know if the San Jose Sharks could have structured a similar type of deal with him than what Toronto did and given him cash up front too. Yeah, and that's yeah. the thing where Toronto has the advantage is they, they do have the cash. They have the money, you know. Uh, All of their contracts are front-loaded signing bonuses yeah. and the actual salary. Well, they're, very, they're very the richest low. organization in the league. Uh, only them and the Rangers them, can get away with doing that. Yeah, it's almost as if they're pandered to by national media or something. Yeah, that's don't a, even get me fucking that's, started. That's a whole fucking episode, Nick. Why did you do that? Uh, let's let's move on. Dylan keeps muting me now. Yeah, I'm going to start muting him. Uh, to the, let's go on to the buy sell meter uh, for Eric Carlson. Start off by looking at his shooting percentage and. At 7.3, his shooting percentage was actually above average. I think he was at 5.3, 5.4 last season. So, I mean, that as, as far as shooting percentage, mm. great for Eric Carlson. Um, five on five shooting percentage, 8% normal for a guy like Eric Carlson. Uh, points per 60 minutes, though. This was a bad one for Eric Carlson, 1.1. So that is below average for a player. Uh, like Eric Carlson, and then secondary assists were at 50%, and that's uh, pretty normal for a player like him. So if you look at the advanced stats, he played you know, a pretty typical season without, with the exception of the uh, the point production, the, the points per 60 minutes. And if I can jump on that, I got one more, and it, it yep. goes in exact... Um, it jumps on exactly what you said there, and the points mm. production wasn't there. Because if you look at, his, look at his expected goals for, and this is given where shots came from, for and against while this player was on the ice at even strength. 
Um, this year was 16.9. And if you look at his previous years, even last year, 49.2, 55.3, 61.1, the three years prior, yeah. 16.9 wow. now. And I get it's a short Jeez. season, but still, but that's still, a huge drop off. No, absolutely. And, you know, it was, it was kind of across the board uh, with Carlson as far as the stats go. They all really dropped off this year. Nick, like you said, I mean, let's be, I, I know we've been preaching patience with this player, but. Let's let's see what this guy can bring next season. Let's let's yeah. give him a full healthy offseason. Let's see what we have. And honestly, um, my biggest problem with this Sharks team was their inability to play defensive, like defensively yeah. in their own zone. Even with so Eric Carlson's biggest asset is his ability to take the zone out of his own into the opposing defensive zone, you know, into their offensive zone yeah. and generate scoring chances that way. When you don't have the center depth of a good deep team. Getting people to backcheck and play well two-way from the forwards, it's it's been almost impossible. One of the Sharks' best defensive forwards this year was Kevin LeBanc. Kevin fucking LeBanc! <laughs> so yeah. that 3C, that Dylan Gambrell, Dylan Gambrell did a really halfway decent job defensively. You, you would see them a lot in the offensive zone together, that third line. But there's no scoring prowess on that third line. You need a really good 3C that's good both ways. You need the guy to be able to back check and cover for Carlson at the blue line when he's doing his fugaciousness you know, down there. But you also need them to be able to help scoring. And you saw that with the bottom six of the Sharks, the inability to score, and that ripples throughout the entire team. So when they fugacious. make that addition... Yeah, fugacious. It's, well, it's, it's, actually, something else you brought up, I thought it would be good, like a good band name or even a good like San Jose Sharks podcast name. Cover for Carlson. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Cover for Carlson. Sorry to jump in um, there, Nick. No, no, no. It, it's Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I feel like with a more well-rounded team, and we've saw it in teams past, when he has really good offensive, or sorry, defensive offensemen, Mark Stone, he can actually play his game. So I, I look forward to that when the Sharks are trying to get back to the playoffs. You got to have good players through and through the team. You got to be deeper depth wise, as a famous uh, podcaster would say. So uh, I expect them to do that moving forward with a better three C and better wingers at at that wing, and him be able to just unlock potential and do what he's supposed to do. Build the team around the guy you're paying the most money to. All right, uh, let's quickly run through a report card because Nick, I can hear like it's like I can the hear the background. The, the pool party is humming. I can tell you just want to get yes. out there because uh, I can see the sweat dripping down your cheek right now. It's uh, been a tough day for Nick over there. What's that uh, airplanes meme where he's just fucking dripping, sweating when he's trying to fly the fucking plane? Oh, is that uh, Frank Drebin? That might be Frank Drebin. Anyways, uh, report card for Eric Carlson. I give him a C, a solid C. Uh, C's get degrees, as they say. Um, so he got a passing grade. Um, you know, like I said, point production wasn't there. You know, injury issues. The uh, guy wasn't 100% healthy. The defense wasn't great around him for uh, the San Jose Sharks team. There's a lot of different factors that worked into this. So I decided to give him a C. I still was not impressed with Eric Carlson this year. Um, Nick, what do you have? You know, I gave him a C plus. His uh, apple catching skills were better than Martin Jones's puck stopping skills. Did that give again the a plus? Few apples. He got a few apples. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I, I saw glimpses of Eric Carlson towards the latter half of the year that I expect we'll see fully next season. And uh, I know it's not anything he can really control, but coming out of this season without an injury, without a major injury, um, that's these are all positives in my mind and my Homer esque mind that I'm going to use to hype him up for the next season. So I gave him a C plus. 
There you have it. There you have it. Yeah, producer, what's so funny? I'm just watching scenes of Naked Gun, and it's so fucked. <laughs> oh, okay, God. Everyone, go watch Naked Gun. Um, I think that pretty much wraps it up, right? Yeah, it's the airplane yes, scene. I would say so that. Funny. Okay, Nick, let's close this out before this guy gets carried away. All right, uh, you can follow us the stick hungry podcast at stick hungry pod you can follow the network at hockey pod net make sure you shoot us a dm tweet at us let us know how we did on this week's report cards <clears throat> you can follow myself at nick floor underscore dylan you can follow myself at dyl underscore thpn and myself at producer underscore pigeon all right that wraps it up for us today you guys stay safe don't stay moist you know hop in that pool i'm about to go do it myself so get all moist baby (laughs) take care have a great day I'm just jealous. I can hear my wife and my son out there in the pool right now. And I'm oh, that's why you want to get out of here. I'm like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Let's fucking get going here, boys. I'm fucking hot.